at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. What's, what's, what's interesting is often we talk to agencies in terms of how they manage brands, but of course when we speak to the brand, uh, the brand owners, it's them managing just one single brand. It's very rare, in fact, that you have a, a company, in this case a Sky, spelled S-K-Y-E, hold on, got that right, where there's multiple brands that belong to that Sky fashion stable, a whole lot of clothing brands, and then you have someone like Justine Cullinan, in fact, manages all those things, and I'm just curious as to how one does all of that, and, and whether that uh, does not give one a serious headache, because of course it's something that's sort of crossover between the brands, and uh, sort of self-competition within those brands, so Justine with me, good, good of you to come in, hi. Morning, Asha. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. So, so what about, so let's go a step back. In terms of the various brands, because I think when people hear the brands, they'll be very, very familiar with all of them. Which are the brands that are part of your stable? Well, um, we manage 10 brands. Some of them are global licenses that we have the rights to distribute mm. in sub-Saharan Africa, and some of them are owned South African brands. Um, the ones that a lot of our listeners would probably know would be Converse. That's mm. our biggest brand. And then we have Dickies and a number of kidswear brands, Nike Action, Jordan, and Converse Kids Apparel. Um, we also have a brand called Lyle & Scott, which is fairly new to South Africa. Um, it's a British brand. And then we have a number of owned brands, which South Africans have grown up knowing and loving, like Brentwood, Catright, Samson. And, and all of that belongs to, to one big holding company, yes. certainly in South Africa. That's fantastic. So, now, now, what's it like working, you know, marketing and, and marketing those brands in this country, then? It's uh, it's exciting and challenging at the mm, same time. Mm. The um, apparel and footwear market is very competitive in South Africa. Our government takes a big bite in terms of duty yeah. on those products mm. when you import them, um, and it's it's a lot of fun. But you you're trying to move high volumes of units, so mm. you're trying to get lots of items sold, and in that way, it's part retail and kind of part FMCG marketing in a of way. Of course, yeah. So so how then do you get the marketing right? What what's the What's the strategy keeping in mind that, that I would think that some of it you can do completely on your own, but others because of international brands, you need to sort of be aligned to what they do, right? Yes, so you're answerable to a number of different people. I think that's, mm. that's probably the greatest challenge is that I, I have my bosses and my shareholders and my board at Sky Distribution that mm. um, have various goals and objectives that they want us to achieve with the brands. And then for each different international brand, there's a different global office and they are wanting you to align to their strategy so that they have a consistent voice and message that they have throughout the world. So, so give me an example of the type of, maybe one challenge that you had and how you've overcome it. Um, well, I think possibly one of the big challenges that we're going to experience in the next month is that um, is on Converse. Mm-hmm. Converse um, is a very loved brand in mm-hmm. South Africa, but mm-hmm. it is a brand that behaves quite differently here than it would overseas. So overseas, um, Converse is considered a strongly female market. Um, the majority okay, of wow. footwear sold mm-hmm. all over the world is to women. And in South Africa, we're the complete opposite of that. Almost 90% of Converse is sold to men in South Africa. And that's based and steeped in our history, which is exciting and, and relevant for a marketer, but not necessarily understood by your global office. Mm, mm. Um, and we sometimes find that challenging in terms of trying to respond to the market and, and, and the way it is. Why is that? Do, do you know why there's such a skew it's 90% men? Because I'm just thinking either because the female shoes imported from, from Converse are just not good enough for this country, or you're not paying enough attention to it, or there are competitors doing things in that female market that are doing it better than you it's guys? actually much simpler than that. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's merely the fact that, that um, when Sky secured the license to uh, distribute Converse footwear um, years and years ago, uh, our 
sales force was very strong in men's apparel and independent stores. Okay. So a lot of where we placed our footwear was in men's specific apparel and footwear outlets. And that's how we grew a very big base of male consumers. Um, and in recent times, we've noticed a big upswing on women's because we've brought a lot more groups on board. So um, currently, Sky has a very strong independent retailer footprint all over the country. We have thousands of retail shops that have been owned by families and run very successfully mm. through the generations. And only in the last few years have we secured good footprint within group doors like that you would know, such as Edgar or yeah, sports yeah, scene yeah, yeah. places and, like and, that. and then I mean that, that's in terms of the distribution channel that mm. in terms of the actual marketing I mean what sort of strategies do you do you guys put in place we try to align as much with global as we can but then we make it locally relevant mm, so um, an example of that would possibly be what what we've been doing with converse in terms of the get dirty gig um, get dirty was inspired by a range of converse called well worn and the idea behind that is that shiny pretty things are are perfect and really don't have any soul and there's mm, actually mm. beauty and imperfection um, and all over the world Converse outlets were doing little dirty gigs with a hundred people and a little band and we decided that we wanted to celebrate in a much bigger way we wanted our fans to really unleash their creative spirit and mm. last night in Newtown at Mary Fitzgerald Square we had over 5,000 people yeah, wow. getting dirty mm, with us mm, mm, <laughs> and get dirty is good dirty I mean I'm just trying to think of that play of words of course yes. right? so, so, so the, how then do you then Okay, so you have the event, but at some stage you clearly want them to think product of the, you know, you don't want them to think, I've had a good party. You want them to think Converse, for example. Yes. What did you guys do? So there were two key elements that, that were very important at that function particularly. We always make sure that we have product present at our events. So there is a clear visual link. Uh, between our products and what we're doing as a brand. And then we also had a pop-up shop, which was completely overrun mm -hmm. with people trying to buy products. And it gives us an opportunity to showcase a whole range. You know, uh, another challenge that we have with Converse in South Africa is that we don't have our own retail destination. Mm -hmm. Sky Distribution is a wholesale business. So, so they don't have retail outlets so, that belong to them. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's much easier for some of our competitors to go, oh, go and visit our store and you'll find everything you want there. Um, our retailers have their own strategy. They have their own product select, selections and segmentation that they want to stick to. They know their customers, and they might not choose everything in a range that completes a full story. Mm. Whereas at an event, we can show a full story because we are responsible for executing now, What, what I also find fascinating is that, that certainly you guys, whether it's Sky or whether it's just uh, Converse themselves, uh, the concept of brand ambassadors that we've been chatting about branded like Beckham all, all morning as well. You guys don't do that. No, we don't. And that's why, a very particular not? strategy. Um, we, we don't feel that having a formal relationship with an individual necessarily mm. benefits our kind of brand. And that's, that's fairly unique to us. You know, at big sporting brands, I feel strongly that brand ambassadors are a very good way to go. People aspire to their heroes. And if you, if you align a hero with your product, it's very likely that you're going to sell more product. And that's, that's the game mm, that we're in. Mm, mm. Um, but our brands, we feel very much that they don't have particular faces. You know, Converse is a cradle to, to grave brand. Mm, and mm, they, are, they are guys in their 70s who are still rocking Converse. And there are moms buying Converse booties for their newborn babies. So we try very much to develop relationships on a much more kind of personal level with 
men and women who organically adopt the brand. So they've grown up knowing and understanding it. We mm-hmm. identify them and support them with product. We invite them to our events. We showcase them. So, so you didn't invite, I mean, I, I'm obviously clearly not a, a regular Converse buyer because you would have known <laughs> me already. But, but assuming if I was, and, and mm. you, you'd, how you'd be able to track that I probably bought 20 or 30 items from you? We like to think that we have a very strong personal relationship with our our. Um, retailers and our end users on the mm, ground and mm. um, a lot of the our converse seeders is is what we call them okay. um, they are people with public profiles who have come to us and said i'm a fan of converse i want to you know i grew up wearing them it's my first pair of branded footwear that i remember my mom buying me when i was 13 years old and um, i belong in this brand and we go yes you do belong in this brand welcome <laughs> and, and, and then you do what and then we provide them with product. We invite them to what we call seeding days so they can select from a full range what it is that they want to wear. They all have particular different requirements, and we try and service that within the range. And then we always make sure that we, we include them in our activity. So our artists and musicians that we seed will perform at our events. We will employ them to okay. perform so at our events. Not, yes. They certainly are ambassadors. They're just not formal ambassadors. Exactly. Uh, yes. And you don't pay them for that. Yes, and they can product. interpret things in their own way, which is the important thing. We would never script tweets, pay for Facebook updates, anything like that. They're allowed to do that as an of themselves. And they can say they don't like this product as well. Yes, sometimes. yes they can say that. All right, just, just lastly, we've got in, in 20 seconds. I mean, what's the one other thing that we haven't spoken about that you feel you just have to bring up? Um, well, I have to bring up again last night's party. It was just fantastic to see everyone enjoying themselves. It really was. It's, it's a great privilege to work on a brand that has a true diverse understanding and a truly diverse market. And to see everyone partying together in the same place in the middle of town is a great privilege. Okay, in Joburg City, there's nothing wrong with that. Indeed, yeah. Justine Cullen, thanks so much for your time. Most appreciated. Check it out. I mean, I think in terms of, in terms of Converse and see what they've done as part of, uh, of Sky, the Sky distributors. Justine Cullinan is the marketing executive there. That's it in terms of today's show. I'd love to engage with you right throughout the week. Of course, you can do that. Ashraf at safm.goza. Otherwise, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and all that sort of thing. Lots more to come today. There's sports uh, much later on. And then, of course, uh, before that, the book, uh, the book reviews or literature stories all coming up from 1 o'clock.